Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of Squad Up, the podcast not just about games, but of all kinds of things. I am your host here, Eduardo, and joining me on the show today, on this new adventure, this new journey, it's Peaches. What's up, man? You're giving me an inquiring look. What's up? Yo, the audio is being really weird right now. I don't know if it's just me. Is it really? Yeah, like the show intro like started playing and then it sounded really distorted and then uh, some weird dude started talking. I don't know what's going on. What are you even talking about? Oh, you're the weird dude. Yeah, but actually it did sound weird. I guess it's just me. I tried to blow into this beer bottle to make like a choo-choo sound and it didn't work. I didn't drink enough of the beer. So hold on. Uh, Josh says it's just you, so I think it's just you. Hey! We're riding the train into this new adventure. We talked about it a little last week, but this week on the show, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're still going to talk about games. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. We're not going to neglect that, but we're also going to dive deep into what we've been watching, into what we've been enjoying, what we've been exploring. But first, Peaches, you've been gone for about two weeks. You were in Michigan. You had a friend over. I won't spoil the surprise as to who that was. And now we're back on the show. Let the folks know what you've been up to, man. I was like equally as confused about what you were just talking about. Like, who did I have over? What friend? <laughs> I was like, this is so scandalous. What the hell is going on? <laughs> no, nah, man, Michigan was great. I ate a lot of food. Uh, anybody that's out there following my Instagram would have seen all of the food that I ate. I did post quite a bit of it. Mostly donuts, dude. I ate a ton Oof. of donuts. Oof. Michigan has, um, let me just, let me backtrack for a second. Uh, Michigan has awesome beer. The craft beer scene in Michigan is off the charts. If you're a fan of craft beer, I highly suggest that you go to Michigan at some point, visit some breweries, even if you just like, order something that is a Michigan brewery based beer, just order it. It's probably delicious. I only was there for five days. So I got four different beers and they were all amazing. Um, but yeah, donuts too. Like Michigan has a couple famous cider mills, uh, as made famous by the travel channel who we are not endorsed by. And, um, they have apple cider, cinnamon coated donuts. They've got pumpkin cake donuts coated in cinnamon sugar. I am ruining Eduardo's keto life right now by saying all these things. And I just went a little crazy and I maybe ate, you know, eight or nine or 10 too many donuts. And I knew I was out of keto. And once I knew I was out of keto, I was like, I'm going to eat everything that I want to. Why not? Why not? So I start eating whatever I want to. The end of the vacation comes around. I come back home. And who is waiting for me in the airport? But Chelsea, my lady. Just hang. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Waiting for me in the airport, and uh, we just had a really surprise good time. And uh, we also ate a lot of things, mostly things that I shouldn't have been eating. We went to Epcot, the the park at Disney World, and uh, ate a ton of food around the world because they're doing their food and wine festival right now. Then we went, (laughs) I'm just ruining your life. I'm so sorry. We also went to Boma, uh, which is a buffet at Animal Kingdom Lodge that has amazing food and even better desserts. Uh, And we went to Magic Kingdom before one of the party nights because they're doing the the Mickey's Not So Scary Party right now. Uh, Not only, by the way, Eduardo, I don't know if you saw this. Not only are they giving out candy like trick-or-treating like they normally do for that event, they now have like food and wine-ish style desserts at a bunch of places around Magic Kingdom that only serve during the party mix-in or the party. So once three o'clock rolls around and they start their party mix-in, you can go, even if you're not staying for the party, you can go in and buy those specialty desserts. So how are those? Needless to say, I have gained roughly eight and a half pounds <laughs> since the start of my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been worth it. Also, they're really good. Um, I had a Maleficent ice cream cone, which was a dark chocolate waffle cone with lime ice cream in it. And it had little like Maleficent horns made out of like chocolate. I also had... Um, they're serving skewers, dude. 
like they're serving barbecue. Yes, they're serving skewers at Liberty Liberty Square Market. They have a thick cut bacon on a stick. That is a piece of bacon that's like actually an inch thick, cubically, (laughs) and you know maybe eight inches long. Uh, They also have like a chicken (laughs) skewer. Yeah, I know. The bacon skewer. Uh, and what else do we have? She had a candy corn milkshake, which was actually pretty good. I hate candy corn, but the candy corn milkshake was very good. If you, if anyone out there, since we're nerdy, we're nerdy everything now, not just video games. Anyone out there is a theme park enthusiast. I highly recommend literally any Orlando-based theme park at this time of year. This is the best time of year, food-wise. Most days, all of the parks are pretty dead comparatively. It's just been awesome the last few days. So that's what I've been up to. Lots of eating. Uh, I have been doing the exact opposite. Lots of not eating. Uh, well, we talked um, We talked a little bit about this um, off, off air. It was on your stream, actually. But I um, everybody knows I've been doing keto for a while. Um, and I hit a wall. I hit a wall for about a week and a half where I just was not losing any weight. And I started to get really discouraged because, you know... My favorite food in the world is pizza, and if I'm going to put my body through not having pizza, I need to see a result from that, because if not, I'm just going to go buy a large pizza and go to town on it, you know? (laughs) And so I need to see results, or else I'm going to get discouraged, and me discouraged leads to me shoveling pizza in my mouth. And so um, I was really, really discouraged, and then I found, I I did some sleuthing, did some some deep diving, and it turns out um, I've been having these sort of protein bars and these protein shakes that really helped at the beginning of the diet, helped me kind of kind of take down as much as I was eating, which I think was what I was doing mostly at the beginning of the diet. I was just eating less by filling my stomach with these protein bars and the protein shakes, which was really helping at first. But now since I've lost a lot of the weight and I'm sort of back at the weight that I was when I got married, which was the last time I lost weight. And so now I'm really starting to lose weight that I've had for um, a number of years. Um, And so, and so, um, Oh my goodness, I'm still noxious, B-Dog. I don't know who that is, but hello, person who's at work. I appreciate the I hope you're enjoying work. (laughs) (laughs) I kicked my ankle again, man. Oh no! Um, But yeah, those protein bars were leading to me um, sort of continuing to uh to kind of plateau and so i i did a fast yesterday and then i cut out all protein i haven't had protein the past couple days and then i did start losing weight again um it's dairy queen i don't know who that is but hello dairy queen is dope i had dairy queen while i was in michigan i had a pumpkin pie (laughs) blizzard Oh, dude! I just oh, want, I love I, Dairy Queen. You said apple cider donuts, and I'm just so sad because last year we discovered apple cider donuts. I never had them before, um, and oh. there's like an apple farm a mile and a half up the road where you could go pick your apples, and they have apple cider donuts and actual fresh apple cider, which also fresh apple cider game changer. Apple juice is garbage. Apple cider is where it's at. I could have told you that. When, since I was like eight years old, if I would have known you when I was eight, that's the first thing I would have told you. Yeah, know. but for what if Did you didn't know? What juice? if you had never had apple cider ever? It's, it's listen, man. It's I don't even know. I don't even know what to compare it to to say like it's like one thing is infinitely better than another. Like apple juice looks like shit compared to <laughs> apple cider, and it tastes like shit compared to apple I had cider. An analogy, absolutely. and I lost it. <laughs> oh, it's a cider analogy. Wow, it's a cider analogy for cider. It's an alcoholic cider analogy. Have you had Cigar City's apple pie cider? Yes, I have. Aren't all other su- alcoholic ciders shit now? Yeah, mostly. Sure, sure, mostly. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I'm drinking an alcoholic cider that's not Cigar City's apple pie cider, I want to throw it in the trash. <laughs> That's like regular cider to apple juice. <laughs> you know, we're comparing I, apples to apples to apples to apples on this podcast. <laughs> well, 
Look, I just I'm saying that I really want some apple cider donuts, and I can't wait for our vacation when I can finally take the next break from my diet and just go to town. Um, we've talked about it a hundred times on the show, but we're going to BlizzCon, and I'm just getting like increasingly excited and excited and excited about going to BlizzCon. One thing I'm not excited about. So they released what we're going to be getting as far as loot this year, and compared to what it was last year, it's pretty disappointing. There's yeah, but like, compared to last year, we got nothing. Well, fair, fair. <laughs> um, but compared to last year, we also didn't spend hundreds of dollars on BlizzCon tickets. So, like, you know. So All last right. year they got, like, a backpack and a bunch of, like, figures, and it was, like, this cool thing. And this year there's a lot of, like, challenge coins and magnets, and there's, like, a book. And it just seems really lame compared to what they got last year. But I'm still super psyched to go to BlizzCon. I'm not going for the bag. But... Little, little disappointed about that. I was, I was just going to hang out with you, but now that I know that magnets are the swag, then <laughs> I've always wondered, you know, like fire, water, air, earth, magnets. How do they work? <laughs> magnets. You know, we're, since you just randomly brought it up, let's just segue to that. Um, there's a new Avatar show coming out. Which is insane. It's by the same creators of Avatar. It's coming out for Netflix. And it's going to be live action. And it's going to be a reimagining. So it's very clear that they're not trying to just recreate it um, like frame for frame as the animated show. They're trying to do something new within that universe, within the same story. I'm really excited about this because I truly believe that the creators of Avatar were kind of held back by Nickelodeon when they made the first show. Like, it's very clear in Korra that they had a lot of really complex ideas for what they wanted the show to be, but they were not able to fully do that, and that's why I think Korra didn't land as hard as it was supposed to. I thought it landed just fine. I I really enjoyed Korra for that reason. I was like, oh, it's the same premise, but it's more adult. Right, you no, know, I, I think it's I think it would be better if they would have just gone full for it. Because it looked it for me when I watched Korra, it definitely seemed like they were holding back some. Like they're still like, all right, we're still on Nickelodeon. We gotta hold back at least some because this is still, you know, on Nickelodeon. Now I feel like since they're on Netflix, they have full range to just be like, Alright, let's just do the show that we wanna do. We don't have to Honestly. do any subliminal lesbians at the end. We can just say they're lesbians from the beginning and move on. Yeah. I mean, that show has done a really good job, like series, not show, of aging with its primary viewers. Like, I feel like all of us who cared about it when it was fresh-ish went right to Korra, like there was no hesitation. And now if they're going to be even more mature about it, I mean, we don't know how the live action is going to pan out, right? We don't know no. if it's going to be campy or serious or whatever. But I have a feeling based on the trajectory that it that it went from avatar to Korra, that it will probably be a little more mature and fun for the audience that has been there basically the whole time absolutely absolutely but i do think that it won't lose its spirit i think and i i, I hate uttering its existence but the m night Shyamalan, the last airbender movie good <sighs> god i don't know if any of you have seen it i've only seen bits and pieces and it made me want to puke that movie oh. is absolutely atrocious and i think they learned a lot not them because they had nothing to do with it honestly i think a lot of people learned a lot of lessons about that movie and now i think the creators are going to come in and be like hey we're going to do this the right way i have never seen it because everybody that i respect opinion wise about avatar said do not bother it will ruin things for you the two things that i know about it are that ang was called Ong. Is that right? He was yes. called Ong. How do you mess that up? That's like if you send an email to somebody and your name is in the subject of the email. It says from Peach's last name. And then you go to respond to them and you spell Peach's wrong. It's in the header. You know what I mean? Like it, the information was given to you. His name is Ang. Right. Second thing I know about it is that the firebenders could not create fire. Yeah, they had to use like a torches. fire source. Right. That is weird. Also, how did they mess that up? Yeah, they called Sokka Soka. Oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. 
Yeah. How, how many other names did they mispronounce? And he wasn't funny. I don't. Those are the ones that I know. The ones the, the oh. main talking points we've just covered. Um, but it just it didn't have the heart. Like that's something that Avatar has that it's really hard to explain. And we're gonna try. Um, we're gonna try here in a little bit because we're gonna watch the Avatar show and maybe do a couple shows on it. Hopefully here in the future. Um, but that's something that Avatar has. It's it's really hard to describe. That only a few shows, and I think that's why people gravitate to it so much. Is that Avatar has this inexplicable. Inexpli- um, you're going to do it. Inexplicable heart to it, you know? Like, it has... You You get a feeling when you watch Avatar, which you don't get with a lot of shows. Like, when I sit down and I watch, like, a really good show, um, a lot of the times I don't get, like, a... There's no, there's no sort of emotion. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. Like, Game of Thrones. I'm like, man, I want to watch this because the plot is so interesting. But I don't, like, get a Games of Thro- Game of Thrones-y feeling when I watch it. When I watch Avatar, like... Like, there's just something in there, man. Are we watching the same show? Because okay. I get weird about Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, I enjoy Game of Thrones a lot, and I'm not saying it's a bad show by any means, but I'm not. I'm just saying I get a particular reaction from when I watch Avatar, and the one that I get from watching Game of Thrones is the same. I still love Game of Thrones, but there's just something... I don't know. There's There are certain points that I can, I can point to you right now, like um, when Zuko is... Um, at the the people with the lotus, what are they called? The Order of the Lotus, and he just met up with Aang, and he's like been teaching him fire bending, and he goes into his uncle's tent. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? And then they like oh, have an yeah. embrace, and they have that moment. And during, dude, I was like, oh my god, like how does this show make me feel like that? Yeah, that's rough, buddy. Yeah, and and so. <laughs> And so there's a lot of moments like that within that, specifically with Zuko and Iroh. Iroh's my favorite character of that whole show. And, oh, Iroh's great, man. Um, and I really enjoy his interactions with a lot of people because he seems to be this guiding force that also, he's almost like the, I hate to say this, he's like the Dumbledore of the Avatar universe. He's this, like, this sort of like guiding force that kind of, that kind of pushes things along and steers people in the correct direction. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. With that comparison, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess you're right. They're similar, but I, I mean, Iroh's great, but Iroh's no Toph. Toph is the best character. Ooh, ooh we could have an entire hour and a half why, episode Toph, about why. Which one's Toph why? is the best character <clears throat> by a landslide. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to argue that. That's my blind opinion. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, I could make a joke about Iroh being old, but I don't think it would hit as hard. No. no. Like, not as hard as Rock. <laughs> no, not as Man hard as Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> That's uh, all I got. Yeah, I'm just psyched. I think Avatar's gonna be good. And so, speaking of Avatar, I started watching, my wife and I started watching this show called The Dragon Prince. It's on Netflix. And by starting watching, I mean I watched all ten episodes of the first season in two days. Um, Classic. And so it is this re this this telling of a story and the creator is definitely um, there's like a producer from the original Avatar that's on the team. And it's definitely meant to kind of like appeal to that fan base. Um, Now, I will say I cannot stand the art style of the show. It's this weird 3D graphics kind of a thing. And you will have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. The Um, Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince. I cannot stand the art style, but the narrative and the voice acting and everything else about it is on point, and I really, really enjoy it. But the the art really takes me out of it sometimes. Um, and I it think must it, have something to do with the animation because I'm looking at stills on Google, and it doesn't really look yeah, that different. Watch the animation; you'll know what I'm talking about. It is not; uh, it's not great. Um, and I really, I. I really like the show, and I really dislike the the animation. So I'm like, it ends with it, whether I, I really enjoy the show or not, because I really enjoy everything else about it. I enjoy the voice acting is fantastic. The main guy is um, Sokka from the original Avatar, um, and a lot of voices, you'll hear a lot of familiar voices. It's got a lot of the same humor. It feels tonally very similar. Um, but man, that animation is really hard to look past, because it's... It's just kind of cringeworthy sometimes. You know what I wanted to say when you told me you weren't a fan of the animation? Uh. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I almost feel like the animation was a barrel or cart of cabbages, and the animators decided they wanted to crush that cart into a million pieces. And you're the guy screaming, my cabbages! <laughs> my cabbages! Um, and so, yeah, I, it's a good show, don't get me wrong. The animation, you'll have to learn to love. I have not seen that. Uh, I've been advised by you and your wife to watch it. Right. Uh, I have been, if we're talking about things we've watched recently, I do this thing every year. Okay, so we're going to go back to theme parks for a second. Uh, so if you listen to this show or you know me at all, you will know that I am in Florida, uh, and in the Orlando area and every year universal studios does Halloween horror nights and they'll have a handful of houses that are original content that either they've created, um, like new fresh that year, or they created that content in the past and they're like bringing it back as like a callback or like a sequel to a house, a haunted house that they've already done. And then they have another handful of houses that are based on intellectual property, so movies or et cetera. And every year what I try to do, I, I never succeed 100%, but I try really hard, is I compile a list of all of the IPs that they're covering in the event. And I, you know, I have some inside information. I might know some people. About like which movies in particular those houses might be about. And so I try my best to watch every movie that has anything to do with the event. And this is why. I don't get scared very easily at Halloween Horror Nights because you walk through the houses in a conga line. And I'm not saying that to diss Universal because the event is really awesome. But personally for me... I have, a since I go so often, I have a really good sense of where every scare in the house is going to be. And even if I don't, I'm very likely going to see somebody else get scared before I even get to that section of the, of the house. That being said, my favorite thing about Horror Nights is the set work. What they can do in those houses is absolutely incredible. And I just love the visualization and seeing those things. So the main reason that I try to watch all of the movies that are related to the houses they're covering is so that I can really f judge better how well they depicted that house. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been trying really hard to get through everything on the list. I watched all of the movies that the event is covering except for one. And it's because that movie just was in theaters, but it it's not in a theater anymore. And it's still not available until like yesterday on Blu-ray. So I have had no vehicle in which to watch it legally. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I haven't finished is season one of Stranger Things because they're doing a Stranger Things house this year and it is phenomenal. But I started watching Stranger Things and it's not the first time. I've seen it before. But I started re-watching the first season because the house is based on the first season. And let me tell you, it's, it's really good. Is it? <laughs> I, I had to stop I, myself from swearing just now. I didn't want to get too too sweary. You know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't like slap my ankle on my chair or anything. Dude, the room and if you've seen Stranger Things, you will know this is not really a spoiler because if you don't expect this room to be in the haunted house of Stranger Things, then you're crazy. The room with the Christmas lights right. up against all the letters that what's her name painted on the wall is so pretty i could stand in that room for an hour there's really not that much to see in there it's just really really pretty yeah i think they did a great job with it that's you know bailey my wife wants to go to horror nights while we're out in hollywood and that's honestly one of the only reasons i mean she wants to go because there's no horror nights that we can go to here um but a big reason is because she wants to see the stranger things house and she wants to see how they do it in out in california I'm sure because it is a a fresh IP, I would be willing to bet that their house is identical to ours. Same. I would think so as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be, I think it'll be really cool. And we'll have fun when we go. And I'm so psyched. And I'm also rewatching Stranger Things, which is another thing we could probably talk about for, for length at a time. But rewatching it, you get, it's it's tough because 
a lot of that show is built on sort of this sense of suspense, and it's tough to rewatch it because you already know what's happening, right? There's a lot of buildup in Stranger Things. There's a lot of silent moments. There's a lot of things just kind of happening, and you're just watching those things happen. And when you're watching them for the first time, it's really interesting because you're kind of on the edge of your seat being like, man, I wonder what's going to happen here. But when you're rewatching it, you're like, well, I know exactly what's going to happen here. But it's interesting to kind of catch the things that you didn't catch before because you're kind of focused on other things instead of like the main plot that's happening. I found that because I go on these like spurts of a journey to watch movies for stuff like this, I found when I go back and watch Stranger Things that I have found a lot more references to other sci-fi content from that time period. Because, I mean, there was already some pretty obvious, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inspiration. Right. From, from other stuff of that time period when Stranger Things, when you first saw Stranger Things, but the more you watch it, the more you see, you know what I mean? So I kind of have fun. Like, even though I know it's going to happen, I'll be honest. I don't care about Barb. Yeah, Barb. <laughs> Same. Listen, Same. I'm, I'm calling out all you Barb lovers out there, okay? This is Peach's fighting time, all right? If you're a Barb lover, you're just, an, you're just an empathetic person. You don't know anything about her. She was in two episodes total. In the second one, she was gone. Three, okay, well, when you find her. No, no, she's in three because she's at the very beginning of the third episode. I just watched it. Okay, okay. Well, you you win then. But it's still, it's such a small handful of episodes. You don't know anything about her other than she's Nancy's friend. And then she disappears. You don't have any time to care about Barb, okay? If you don't care, listen, if you don't care about all the people that die in superhero movies because of the collateral damage that superheroes do to buildings and shit, (laughs) you have no right to care about Barb. You know who I don't care for? Off of Soapbox. Nancy. I I don't know if it's just because it's the first season, but man, I really hate Nancy right now. And maybe, oh. I just need to, maybe I just need to watch the show a little more to be like, okay, Nancy isn't that bad. But at the beginning of the show, she's kind of an asshole. She's an asshole to her brother. She's an asshole to her friends. She's an asshole to her parents. She's just kind of an asshole all around just because she likes this guy. Named, like the only person in the show she's nice to is Steve. And you know what it is? It's because... I'm a little brother. And I know what it's like when your sisters are huge assholes. So my (laughs) sisters out there who are not assholes anymore, we're all adults now, we're all very nice to each other. But back then, back then, you know, you guys were a couple of Nancys sometimes. You've seen Stranger Things season two, right? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, then you probably, your thoughts on her probably didn't really improve. No. So, and and (laughs) to be be fair, by the end of it, I wasn't as hard on Nancy, but season one, Man, I and rewatching it because it's been a while. I've only seen season two once, and I want to rewatch season two, but I want to watch season one first. Also, the reason I'm doing all of this is because Bailey and I bought a new TV, and it is a 4K TV with like HDR, and it's really pretty. So watching like Stranger Things looks like really nice, and so that's, that's awesome. one of the shows where it looks like like crystal clear, like super clean. And so. I picked Stranger Things, and also because it's like spooky time, and like it's a fun thing to watch as you're getting into Halloween. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you skip the intro? Yes. I hate you. Why? <laughs> because it, you don't skip the intro, okay? It's good music. <laughs> I just, after the like fourth or fifth time, I'm like all set. Like I don't need to. It's 40 seconds, man. Come on. Yeah, but that's like. The Game of Thrones intro. I don't need to listen to You that. skip the Game of Thrones intro? Sometimes, yeah. I can't be your co-host anymore. <laughs> because I have to it, go. You know what? The Game of Thrones intro can take 40 seconds, but it feels like you're five minutes watching these stupid little things pop up out of the map. It's beautiful, Eduardo. You know what? I can only see King's Landing come up out of a piece of cardboard so many times before I get sick of seeing it. But it changes depending on the story. New things happen. Oh, wow. We're going to go to the wall for the 300. It just kind of pisses me off. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to the wall again. Ooh. Oh, my God. Let me see this elevator that they show me once and then we never actually see again. But I have to watch it in every single intro. Listen. It has its ups and downs, the elevator. (laughs) 
but I can't believe what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not an intro person. I'm sorry. I That's what gets it. you in the mood for the show. Like you hear that and you're like, all right, I'm ready to fucking go, man. Like give me some Stranger Things or like Dexter before everything before season eight. Like Dexter, that theme song puts you in the mood to like maybe go kill some people. I will admit I watched the Dexter theme song every time. Yeah, you gotta watch him. You gotta watch him like make the eggs. You gotta watch him like yeah. make like a little weird piece of ham that he makes in like a small cube and then just eats for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand. And then he like shaves and he like cuts himself and he's like, uh. and he's like, oh yeah, blood. Oh yeah, blood. <sighs> and then the show got weird. You know why the show got weird? It's because him and the his sister Deb they were actually married in real life. And there was like a whole thing because he like had cancer and then like beat cancer and then decided he didn't want to be with her anymore. And it was like a whole like big thing. And the show kind of like really took a nosedive when all that happened. I didn't personally feel like the show dove, but I felt like season seven, it started to peer off of the edge of the cliff. And then I didn't even get through season eight. I watched two episodes and I was out. Which is the season with Barney's dad. Four, Trinity Killer. Yeah, that dude's dope. I loved that season. John Lithgow, yeah, yeah. that's a really good season. He is so, so good in whatever yeah. role he plays. Um, it's a bummer. It's it's sort of a bummer that Dexter requires you to kind of know the entire story for context because season four would be the season that I tell people, if you want to get into this show, watch that season. right. But you really, like, if you watch that season, it ruins a lot. Like, first, it ruins a lot of other stuff. So right, don't do that. Start with the first one. Because you, you got to know about the, you know, the is it the ice ice truck killer? Yeah, man. The ice truck killer and, you know, all that other stuff. And, you know, and so it gets there. And it's a good show. I, I wish it would have ended a little better. But we haven't talked about video games at all. What what's what's been, a video game? What have you been? Have, you, have there been any video games that have actually interested you at all? Have you been playing anything? I'm gonna surprise and shock you. I have been playing Octopath Traveler and <laughs> Kaizo Mario games. <laughs> um, so I the next the current Kaizo Mario game I'm playing. I won't talk about Oct- Octopath Traveler again. It's a great game, but I don't need to say the same things I always say. Um, the current Kaizo Mario game I'm playing is called Super Slim World. It's by a guy named Duders. 719 he is on twitch as well uh it's been a really good hack so far it's got custom music when you beat a level the final fantasy battle or the final fantasy victory fanfare plays so that's really awesome um and i feel like i'm getting a lot better at these games because i beat about half of the hack in one sitting of about two hours uh so that's what i'm currently working on with that otherwise besides octopath traveler I'm trying to finish Guacamelee 2. I think I'm pretty close to the end based on how many power-ups I have. Because um, there's only... I mean, it shows you the map, so there's only so much more for me to explore. Um, and when I'm done with Guacamelee 2, because I'm trying not to play too many story-based games at once, I'm going to jump into Spider-Man. Because I really want to play Spider-Man. Uh, like, very badly. Uh... Last time we did this show two weeks ago, I got on a soapbox and talked about this large catalog of games that I had yet to play and how I was not going to buy Spider-Man because I had to play all these games. And true to my word, the next day I bought Spider-Man. <laughs> I literally bought it the next day. I was like, I can't do this. I need to play this game. And I need it. <laughs> I need it. Um, and I'm really 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 glad i did because good god that game is fantastic like absolutely positively fantastic and it is so there's this like joke about how when reviewers talk about uh, the superhero game they say you really feel like the superhero but it's so true you really feel like um spider-man but i think what's really good about this game is it not only gets spider-man right not just Spider-Man, it gets Peter Parker right. And I think it takes a lot of liberties. It is not based on any um, one sort of comic book series. It's not based on... It's its its own thing. It is its own oh. story. Um, 
Spider-Man, and this isn't a spoiler, but Spider-Man and Miles Morales exist in the same world. Um, Miles Morales is not Spider-Man yet in the in the in the in the world. He's sort of like uh, somebody that Peter's mentoring. Um, Mary Jane is in it, but in this version of it, Mary Jane is just a reporter. She works for the Daily Beagle, and you're a scientist. Peter's a scientist, um, and I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to talk about anything else about that because there's a lot in there to uncover to be like, oh my goodness, this is what's happening here. Um, and one thing that I thought was a really, really, really nice touch, and I don't know a lot of people who would get this. I told Robbie because I knew Robbie would get these two things that we are both knowledgeable about. J. Jonah Jameson no longer works for the Bugle in this. You know, uh, printed media isn't doing well. He's no longer editor. So instead, he has an InfoWars Alex Jones style podcast that you listen to while you're swinging through the streets where he just rails on Spider-Man the whole time. And it's fantastic. Like It is so, so great and so clever because J. Jonah Jameson basically is Alex Jones. They're like the same person, except one of them talks about socialism. The other one talks about Spider-Man. But they're basically... (laughs) the same guy (laughs) and uh, it's really 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 fantastic and the game is just i implore you if you have access to a ps4 and you like spider-man even a little bit play that game it's fantastic yeah my roommate's playing through it right now um and i watched him die and it made me sad (laughs) because i was like this is like batman dude just you see the squigglies and you push the triangle button. Come on. Boom. Boom. I don't actually know if it's that easy. I have not played it. Um, it is and it isn't at some points. Um, you definitely have a lot more, I think, than Batman did. And it makes sense. And it feels different. If you're going to compare the two, Batman's combat felt very deliberate. It felt very heavy. Like you were heavily punching things. It felt strong. Spider-Man and rightfully so, feels very athletic and very agility-based, and you're jumping around all over the place, and you're swinging, and anytime, whenever you want to combat, you can just start swinging around so that people don't hit you, and you can do whatever you want, and you have lots of, like, fun gadgets that, like, web bombs and electric web, and then, like, trip mines that'll, like, blast somebody up against the wall with web, and, like, all kinds of fun stuff like that. So there's a lot of fun stuff to uncover, and there are, and this might be a bad thing for you, so many side missions and unlockables that that's not bad oh no what i'm saying is it will take up a lot of your time oh oh well oh well (laughs) and (laughs) so there's a lot and i've never wanted to 100 percent a game before in my entire life it's not the game that that type of gamer i am i'm currently sitting before the last mission trying to clear the map because it's just so much fun. They pretty early on in the game, you get the ability to fast travel, and oh, cool. I don't think I've ever used it. Oh, because did you just want to swing? Swinging through the city is just so much fun, and it's not like weird, like you shoot a web into the sky and somehow you're swinging. Your web has to be connected to something for you to swing. Like, you have to be. If you're in Central Park, you're not going to swing very high because all you have are trees around you. You can still swing a little bit, but you're going to be swinging onto a tree. Um, and That's so actually really cool. It feels great. That was one thing that weirdly bothered me about the PS2 versions of the game. It's right. like, where, how are you doing this, Spider-Man? Is there, like, a helicopter flying directly above <laughs> you that we can't see on screen? And you just keep like spinning your web onto the beam of the helicopter. <laughs> well, and it also and not only does that, but it, he just kind of does this over and over again. This he's like moving and changing and and changing where he's moving, and it makes sense. And he's like acting go web, like Spider-Man, go. right? <laughs> up, up and away, web, fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think it's fantastic, um, and I implore anyone who has a, a PlayStation to go to go pick it up. Now, here's something we need to talk about. And I don't know if you actually watch it. Did you watch the most recent Nintendo Direct? No, but I I heard a lot about it. And Katamari Damashi. <laughs> so Katamari Damashi, let's just start there. Like cult classic that people just cry for. People want have wanted that game for on a Nintendo console. It's so good. It is so fun. And I am so glad, but I didn't think that's what you were going to talk to me about. It's so weird. When I said the Nintendo Direct, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, and you went to Katamari Damacy. You thought I was going to go, ah, Final Fantasy remakes! (laughs) 
That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. I'm not. Listen, I. Okay, here's the thing. I love remastered games. It's cool to take a game that I enjoyed as a child and put it on a system in a in an updated way somehow. But the thing is, I don't need any of those Final Fantasy games on my Switch because they're already on Steam and I've already paid for them on Steam. So I don't need them on the Switch anymore. Like that's probably cool for Nintendo. Nintendo's probably going to get some nice money out of that, but like when I saw that, I was basically like, oh, cool. Like, if my computer ever blows up and I can never afford another computer so I can never access Steam again, okay, then I will buy it on my Switch. But I I was happy, but I wasn't excited like right. I was for Katamari Damashi. A few other tidbits of knowledge that came out of that that Nintendo Direct. Lots of different games, lots of game announcements. Obviously, Final Fantasy, lots of Final Fantasies. Uh, then we got a fake out where we thought we were going to get a new Animal Crossing, and then we got an Animal Crossing character in Smash. But then we actually got Animal Crossing, which for you Animal Crossing fans out there, good for you. And still no Waluigi. And still no Waluigi, but you know what we did get? And I might be the one person on the planet who is so excited for this. I am so excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. I am... You have no idea. Luigi's Mansion... I, I had a game... So I had a PlayStation 2 for a long time. And then I decided, you know what? I miss Nintendo. I want Nintendo. So one year for Christmas, I was like, Mom, Dad, I just... I need a GameCube. I need to play Nintendo games again. I haven't played Nintendo. And so I need that Nintendo fix, right? All growing up, I had Nintendo. I had uh, Game Boy. I had Nintendo 64. I had a Super Nintendo. Nintendo was my thing. PlayStation was my first, like, venture away from Nintendo. I needed to come back. Um, which is interesting because after that, I, we, my family had a Wii, but I didn't play Nintendo for a number of years until I got my Switch recently. Um, but I digress. Um, but when I first got my Nintendo GameCube, I remember sitting down with Luigi's Mansion and just playing that game and having so much fun. And like, I know that when that game came out, people weren't super like super jazzed for it because it wasn't, you know, the next Mario game. But to me, I loved what that game did about taking these characters that I loved and putting them somewhere else. And I also just love that it was spooky, man. Um, you and I have both previously in the past, which doesn't indicate where we work now, worked at a place that is similar, where you're not you're in a spooky atmosphere that's not necessarily scary. You're in, and you're told from that from the beginning that, hey, this is spooky, not scary. This is just supposed to be fun, like cobwebs, you know, ghosts, things that aren't meant to jump out and frighten you, but to be, like, spooky and scary. And I love that that kind of spookiness. And Luigi's Mansion definitely has that. It's spooky and weird and creepy, but not, like, blood. It does kind of feel like a mansion that could be haunted it could be haunted and you know the premise it's of that probably movie, very haunted <laughs> as long as eddie murphy's not there we're good eddie murphy is not in luigi's mansion but he might be in luigi's mansion 3 we don't know we don't know we don't know yet we don't know a lot about it um you know it's such a dumb premise for the first luigi's mansion movie do you remember the premise Luigi's walking up, and or, I'm sorry, the video game. Oh, I and freaked he's out. Like, I was like, what did I miss? He's like walking up, and he's got like a thing in his hand. It says, you want a free mansion, and it has like a map to the mansion. <laughs> and he just got a letter in the mail that said, here's oh your gosh. free mansion. He got the mail version of the Nigerian prince email. <laughs> he got duped. Yeah, That's what I'm, your, I'm related. We're, I'm the Nigerian prince, and I need you to send me your social security <laughs> number and your credit cards, and it's very important. And also, here's a mansion, buddy. And also, I have your brother, and I won't give him back. I'm honestly just, like, rolling with the punches right now because I've never played Luigi's Mansion. What? But I, I am excited about the third one because I think I would have liked Luigi's Mansion. I just didn't have a GameCube until it was basically not cool anymore. Which is never because the GameCube's awesome. You but would I just have, never had it. I think you would have loved Luigi's Mansion. You would have loved it. And it because it takes the sort of the formula of Mario. There's no jumping. You have a vacuum pack on your back that sucks up ghosts, similar to Ghostbusters. <laughs> and you have a flashlight. <laughs> and you have a flashlight, and then if you see a ghost, you can sign your flashlight on them. And if you shine their flashlight on them, they get like startled, and then you can suck them up in the vacuum. 
and there's like a mechanic of like you have to like follow them around to get them into the vacuum and it's it's the whole thing but um it's a That's lot what of I fun. do to people i don't like put them in vacuums i shine them with a very high intensity flashlight so they are blinded temporarily and then i throw them into a bag after you shine the flashlight on them <laughs> are they revved up uh, no, because I put them in the bag really fast. But this isn't, they're not revved up like a deuce in the middle of the night? No, no. They they weren't blinded by the light. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I they see. were just bedazzled by the light. Bedazzled. <laughs> they were glamored by the light. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I've also, I have, a, I have a feeling that you're about to, uh, you're about to close it off. But I, and that's not me insinuating anything if you aren't. But I wanted to get something in. Yeah. Just in case you close it off, because I had this really interesting discussion at work today, and it fits in really well with the theme, uh, the new theme of Squad Up, where we just talk about anything nerdy. And if you're out there, I'm going to pose this question to Eduardo, and he's obviously going to answer it in a way that you might or might not agree with. <laughs> so if you have a different opinion on what I'm about to ask, we he doesn't know this yet, but we really want to know about it, because I think this is going to be interesting. And maybe we just didn't think about it very hard at work today. Let me get to the actual point. Avengers Infinity War. Spoiler alert. Five, four, three, two, one. Your time is up. When Thanos snaps and dusts everybody, right? 50% of people. When he does that, the people that disappear, their clothes also disappear. Why? Isn't it like they're being taken out of existence? So if they're not in existence, why does it matter what clothes they're wearing? Because now, I, I want to hear what you say with this because I actually said what you're saying right now in the discussion, but then you don't know this right now because you haven't gotten there yet. This train comes to a halt real fast. <laughs> So are they because it like there's like a there's a whole temporal loop thing that you can talk about like well if they never existed they would have never needed the clothes but if they never needed the clothes nobody would have ever known them in the first place so you could like go down that time warp travel in your head or you can deduce that if their clothes went with him that they went somewhere else That's probably true but not just in infinity war do people like get vaporized or they disappear entirely and their clothes almost always go with them except for in star wars a new hope when obi-wan disappears and his robe just falls on the floor last jedi it happens to right so so my first thought and and i'll let you pinball from this if you want to that my first thought was does anything that i'm touching when i get like vaporized disintegrated whatever you want to call it does that go with me like if i'm sitting if my ass is in this chair right now and thanos snaps and i'm one of the 50 percent that goes does my chair also go because it's touching me because the clothes are not connected to me they're just on my physical being currently but i can take them off because they're not attached yeah but you're touching everything your feet are on groot's feet are on the floor I know. Does so the floor he, go with me? Right. Does the floor go with him? No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, why does it make sense that my shirt does? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And the other thing, the other path that we went down for this is if you have a son and you disappear, does your son also disappear? Because if the if your argument in this case is that it's as if you never existed, then how did your son come to be? And if you never existed, how do I remember that you got dusted? Because right. if you never existed, I have no memory of you. Yeah, but if you never got dusted, how did we get to this point where Thanos wanted to dust people in the first place? These are why I have questions. Yeah, so, like, it's tough because time travel is such a weird... And, like, spoilers for anybody who doesn't understand, that's probably where we're headed in the next movie. We're probably headed in some weird time travel shit. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so... Time travel is such a really tricky thing because it's hard to get people to understand time travel. There was a movie that did it really well, and I can't remember what it was. I think it actually might have actually been The Flash. 
when I watch the Flash TV show, because in the Flash TV show, they talk about multiple Earths and multiple dimensions and timelines, and they do a really good job of explaining how time works, and they sort of kind of draw it out of how time isn't necessarily linear, but it's got waves and, and, and intersecting paths, um, and so it's hard to explain that in a movie where you have skeptics like skeptic assholes like ourselves being like, but wait a second. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on a second. Where are his clothes? Listen, that's important to know, okay? Because it just, it, it begs a lot of questions. And I know that we're very late to this discussion. I'm sure it's already happened before when the movie actually was fresh. But we were talking about it at lunch and I just couldn't come up with the right answer. Question back at you. What if, and this is a theory that's been out there for a while, um, what if the people that left are the ones that are actually alive and everybody who's still there is the ones that are actually dead? Um, I think in another movie that might work, except for most of the people alive are the ones... Oh, wait, no, maybe you're right. Everybody, yeah, they're all, they're all the done. They're all, all the contracts are done. Yeah, most of the people that are alive are the ones that are done after the next movie. Right. And it's very clear. Well, first, we we know a few facts. And once again, we're still in spoilers here, so sorry. But we know a few facts. We know that there are two movies coming out. We know that there is a Spider-Man movie coming out because it already has another it already has a name, Spider-Man like Far From Home or something. And we know there's another Black Panther movie coming out. We know both of those movies are coming out. So we know at least the two of them are coming back. Do we know there's another Black Panther? I thought yeah. it was just like expected. They've already, they've already announced Black Panther 2. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so we know both of those movies are coming out. Um, that honestly, as far as Marvel movies go, that's as long as we know. We know the next Spider-Man and we know the next um, Black Panther, but we don't know past that. And question mark Guardians 3? Who knows? Right, and Guardians 3 was supposed to be the other one that we at, like for sure knew was coming out, but now is up in the air. Um, right. And so... It begs the question, are the people that are the really dead, is Thanos part of the, the stuff that he snapped? Did Thanos die with them? Um, well, you don't know. Technically, I guess, you don't really know. Oh, no, Thanos did, like, teleport away after. Yeah, didn't? yeah, he does, like, leave and walk away and yeah, goes to his little okay. hut in the wherever he is. Um, <clears throat> On his farm, yeehaw. And also, we know Bucky, like, they're prepping for it. Bucky is going to be Captain America. That's going to happen. They have been oh, yeah. they have been doing that for so long, it's going to happen. Um, and we know that the other guys are kind of, like, winding down. We know that they're prepping for a new Marvel Universe. We know that Captain Marvel's at the helm of it. We know that um, it's going to be Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Spider-Man that are sort of the three, like, head figures of that. Um, and then we know that, that the other ones are kind of going to kind of take a back seat. And for that to happen, I think at least some of them probably have to die. I don't know that I would, I would make my hypothesis that the opposite people died from what we think. But I would venture to say that a lot of them are going to. Right. Die. Well, And there's also a few that are still alive that I would think are probably a little too important to die. Um, Shuri is still alive and I don't think she's going to die. I don't think Rocket Raccoon is going anywhere. Um, No. There's a few others, but like, there's a few there that I'm like, eh, probably not going anywhere. Like Hulk, Hulk isn't going anywhere. Um, he's still around, right? It's weird. Wait, Ruffalo's contract isn't one of the ones that's up? No. Also, check this out. Low carb tortillas. Four grams of carb per tortilla. It's three, I thought. It says four. It says four net carbs. That's a number four. See, three is when you... No. It's like an E, but backwards. Three looks okay, like a sideways butt, Ten Bailey. Ten carbs and seven grams of fiber, then. Four looks know. like a triangle with but some I, so extra... If you, see, if you see this, for the folks watching, that is a four that you see right there. Yeah, um, and yeah, a three yeah. is like... So you spell my name with an E at the beginning? Why are you always an so if you put it on the other side... Streaming. What do you mean? Yeah, I think you know. No, I don't. Thank you for the low carb tortillas wife i love you so much you got tortilla slapped yeah um i don't know what i was talking about i was uh yeah apparently i was being an asshole um we were talking about marvel but i think that conversation's kind of reached its end um but yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on with it um another thing i wanted to touch a little bit on so last week i read through 
all of, I think it was maybe like a week and a half, I read through all of Order of the Phoenix. And this past week, I just finished reading Half-Blood Prince. And I will start reading the next one, Deathly Hollows, here pretty soon. But I hadn't read some of these in quite some time. And those books are just, they're just a work of art, man. They are... And, like, I hadn't read them in, in so many years. I haven't read them since I was, like, in, like, in like high school. Um, and I remember reading them, like, cover to cover multiple times in high school because I was so obsessed. Um, but I just hadn't done it in a while. Um, but those books are... They're, they really are a work of art. They really are um, a masterpiece. And it's it's tough to um, to kind of think that they're, they're going forward with the franchise when that's been done so well. And I just want to see more of it. I just, uh, I just saw Bailey flick off the camera for the second time. <laughs> Because I watched it in real time, and then I watched it in the stream. Right. No, I lo- I love those books, and I didn't uh, I didn't read them until I was much older. So I I can agree that they're really really well written, especially considering that that was pretty much J.K.'s first real adventure into authoring. And it's it's really interesting how people will will want to, and people do this every all the time. They're like, keep my politics out of my whatever it is. But I think Harry Potter, and I don't want to say politically charged, but it's definitely got a lot of uh, specific notes and specific themes that are very... um it, there's a lot of there's a lot about tolerance of, of others of people that are different from you there's a lot of you know you need to talk about like Hermione and her love of house elves and how she wants them all to be equal there's a lot of talk about how Lupin as a werewolf gets discriminated against there's a lot of talk about how even Voldemort is talking about pure bloods and half bloods and he's basically wizard Hitler and um, yes. I mean in, in, a, in a in a very broad sense he is and he wants to exterminate all the the, the muggles and all the halfborns and have only the pure dominant race and there's a lot about compassion and it really kind of shaped a generation and I think about that book and I, the book not the fuck the the book and the I fuck. like <laughs> and I reflect on it and think about how it shaped me as a person and how it shapes my view of the world I just I really liked them I mean yeah. I, I agree with you I'm not trying to downplay what you just said because I mean you're definitely right there's a lot of stuff like that in there that you don't necessarily think about that deeply when you're a child and you've right. read those books but maybe that that sort of thing sticks with you subtly you know what I mean because it is it is important stuff that is always relevant because right. there's always awful stuff going on in the world um, but, yeah I think it's great I think those books all kind of those books are going to live on for a long time. I think they're going to be literary works of art and they will be considered that for, for time to come. And I am, I'm excited to see what comes in the future. I also want to do an episode on just Harry Potter here soon. I know my wife does has been, has been clamoring to get on a show and talk about Harry Potter for, for quite some time. Um, Well, I've already got notes written down about why Snape is not what he's chalked up to be. So I'm sure there'll be a nice argument between you and Bailey about why, or why not Snape is a good person? Yeah, it's more of a why not. <laughs> He's not. Oh, my dog wants to say hello, and he wants to be on the podcast. Um, Teddy would like to talk about the more important topics of the world, like bones and sleeping and pooping in public. <laughs> <laughs> I think Teddy's bark can only mean one thing. It's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> Hey! Uh, thank you, everybody who's been joining us so far, and thank you on our new journey to talk about all kinds of things. I hope you've enjoyed all these conversations we have. We're going to have a little bit more pointed topics coming soon. I know um, Peach and I have talked about doing a couple of shows on Avatar. We might do something on Harry Potter. You might even see us, I don't know, maybe play a one-off Star Wars D&D campaign. Who knows? Uh, but just know, a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. We're going to be talking about a lot of fun stuff, and there's going to be a lot more of this. But if you enjoy gaming, just know we're gamers at heart and we're always going to be talking about games peaches let the folks know where they can find you another classic eduardo line hey y'all know twitch.tv slash peaches p-e-a-c-h-3-z and then we're at uh instagram and twitter at d underscore peaches i think we're gonna stream some stuff thumbs up yes i got the thumbs up from eduardo so we're gonna go right to my channel Pretty soon afterwards, we'll give y'all an intermission from hearing us for a moment. And uh, we're going to play something in a grouped fashion. Um, But yeah, 
appreciate all the the love. Let us know what you think of the new format. If you like us talking about all things nerdy, or if uh, you prefer specific things nerdy, but we we kind of have a feeling that all things nerdy is nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, all things nerdy is more inclusive. I agree. Um, you can find me at ABCD Eduardo on basically everything um, except for Instagram because I hate them. Um, you can find the show at Squad Up Podcast on most things. You can email the show, squaduppodcast at gmail.com. For myself, for my peaches. My peaches? <laughs> my peaches, always. That's awkward. Uh, good luck, have fun, and I need it! Hi, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.